You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. I don't know, just something that ain't just make me feel like, you know, a superhero for real. Hands off to Jacob, stutters to the right, burst through the hole, 20, 25, 30, he's off to the races here in Seattle, nobody's going to catch him, 25, 20, Talon, ball game, bye-bye Josh, 86 yards in overtime to walk it off for a second straight week, touchdown Raiders, victory Las Vegas. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation, on this rainy, kind of nasty weather having Friday here in the Las Vegas area. You heard Josh Jacobs talking about his jersey number, number eight. It makes him feel like a superhero. And I know last year when they played Seattle and he walked it off, as you heard right there, overtime, 40-34 to win over the Seahawks. He was wearing the 28, but he was all the hero. On that day, for sure, went over 300 yards on the ground. Of course, had that walk-off touchdown and uh, helped the Raiders to another victory. And so this year, he'll be rocking that number eight and excited to see what him and the rest of the Silver and Black can do starting in a week from Sunday as they're on the road taking on the Denver Broncos. Welcome into Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Off top, as I mentioned, it is rainy. It is ugly. If you're out and about uh, around the streets of Vegas, Henderson, Summerlin, whatever the case may be, you're driving around your car, be careful. Uh, there's a lot of um, you know flash flood warnings that are going off quite a bit. I see people on the highway as I was making my way to uh, the home studio, Studio Q. There's a lot of folks driving very, very carefully, and that's okay. right? You don't have to be in a hurry all the time. So, uh, yeah, be careful out there on the streets. The side note to that is, and we've had people chime in on the text line about this before, You'll probably hear, I'm not the smartest man in the world, you'll probably get some flash flood warnings throughout the course of the show. We have no control over it, and we don't even know that's happening, right? But you will. And, again, it's just because it's pretty ugly outside. It's pretty rainy outside. Uh, and so they're going to continue to update us. I mean, I'll tell you, my phone and my watch have been going off since about 5 o'clock this morning, just alert after alert after alert after alert. Matter of fact, uh, my watch so rudely interrupted me and woke me up at 5 a.m. <laughs> I thought I had an extra 30 minutes in the bag, man. It woke me up at 5 a.m. with this thing, like, buzzing off the – I was like, what the hell's going on? You know, but so uh, just know that if that happens throughout the course of the show, it's only because the weather here is terrible today and there's a lot of flash flood warnings going on. So that's just kind of a in advance so you know what's going on. It's not us. But, uh, yeah, we got a lot coming up on today's show. Very excited about what we have for you as we close out the week, head into this Labor Day weekend. And, again, we'll be off on Monday, but we'll be back here on Unnecessary Roughness and Radio Nation Radio 920 in general. We'll be back on Tuesday, starting with the morning tailgate with Clay Baker, Lindsey Brown, and Vinny Bonsignor. Then JT will take over from noon to 2, and I'll close things out 2 to 5 p.m. with my man Ari. And again, Ari is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, and I'm in the home studio. We call it Studio Q, and of course, it's being brought to you by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. I'll tell you a lot more about them coming up later on the show. But coming up on the show today, the guests that we have lined up for you, we got three really good guests. I'm excited about them, as I always am. Coming up at 2.30, our good friend Paul Gutierrez from ESPN. And before we even get into any Raider conversation with Paul, his son is a freshman at UNLV. So a lot of folks went back to school. Paul, of course, is a UNLV alum, so that's probably pretty cool for him to be able to see his son uh, go to UNLV as well. And so uh, we'll get his thoughts on on just what his son thinks, you know, a week or so into into school. And, of course, UNLV is in action 
coming up tomorrow at Allegiant Stadium they'll be playing. So uh, we'll, we'll ask him about his son and how he's doing at UNLV and how he's liking the college lifestyle. Then, of course, we'll deep dive all things silver and black with Paul Gutierrez coming up at 2.30. At 3.30, Tyler Dragon for USA Today. He'll be our national guy that does all things NFL. And uh, there's a lot of different storylines. I, I, I promise you it seems like every single day there's a new storyline. I can't wait till the season starts because I love NFL action. But I really can't wait till the season starts so we stop talking about all these different storylines and just start talking about football and, and what's going on in the field. And it's funny because college football, this is officially week one. I've been saying the same thing about college football for a while, right? I mean, it's been, it's been realignment. It's been NIL. There's scandals. There's suspensions. There's this, that, and the other, right? There's all kind of things. Transfer portal going on. All kind of stuff. I'll be so glad when it's just football activities going on so we can focus in on the games. We saw some last night, a couple Thursday night games. Uh, saw Nebraska, and I was, I was pulling for Nebraska. I'm a big Matt Rule guy. He's took over that program. Nebraska's been bad for a very long time. And, well, Nebraska found a way to Nebraska it up last night, right? They were up. They had an opportunity to win the game. Uh, they threw an interception. Their fourth turnover of the game, Minnesota goes down and walks it off with a, a field goal. And so Matt Rule uh, at Nebraska is 0-1. But I'll tell you, he'll get that program turned around. It might take three years, just like he does everywhere he goes outside of Carolina because uh, he didn't get it done in the NFL. But he's a really good college coach, and I do believe he'll get it done there at Nebraska. Then we saw Utah beat the brakes off of Florida. That was embarrassing. So hopefully the games that we see later on this evening, like I know Georgia Tech is going to be uh, in, in, uh, in action in just a little while, probably a couple hours, they'll be in action. So kind of be monitoring that. And then Michigan's taking on uh, Eastern what, Carolina tomorrow. There's some good games going on tomorrow. And, of course, UNLV as well taking on Brian. So a lot of good college football action. Sunday, Sunday, you want to get a little bit of uh, you know, some primetime action? How about – uh, Florida State and LSU on Sunday. That's going to be a fantastic game. That's definitely one that I'll be paying attention to. It'll feel like a NFL Sunday, but it'll be college ball. So that's the one to really pay attention to. LSU and Florida State taking place on Sunday. But Tyler Dragon, USA Today, will talk all things NFL with us, just different storylines, uh, expectations for different teams, you know, teams that he's uh, you know, kind of got a close eye on. What that, what's that team that he thinks is going to go from not necessarily worst to first, but all of a sudden be that surprise team. That team that all of a sudden everyone's talking about like they were the Lions last year out of nowhere. Oh, wait, hold on. This team really is worth the salt. So we'll talk all things, like I said, NFL, Tyler Dragon, USA Today, our good friend at 3.30. Then at 4.30, the return of Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He'll join us, and he'll join us each and every week throughout the course of the NFL season and starting this week with the college football season as well. Every single Friday at 4.30, he'll join us to give us the lines, talk about how to win a little bit of money going into the weekend or throughout the course of the weekend, and, and we'll do that all football season long that's college and nfl we'll leave a dip into the playoffs and super bowl as well so i mean and basically we'll have lee every single week on fridays up until the super bowl is over so uh, excited to have him i talk to him every single day <laughs> every single morning i talk to lee sterling we do a podcast together called locked on bets so uh this is no this is not a new acquaintance for me but uh, it'll be it'll be nice to have him back on the show so you'll hear from lee coming up at 4.30. Also, we got a reason or excuse. My man Ari is going to take over the wheels of steel as he does each and every day. Hit us with some topics. We'll decide if it's a reason or an excuse. That's coming up just a little bit after Lee Sterling. Lee Sterling will join us at 4.30, probably be about 4.45 as we close out the week. If Ari has a good national day of the day or whatever the case may be, then maybe he'll share it with us. If he doesn't, then I'll tell him to hold on to it because most of those things are terrible. But we'll decide that around 4.45 when Ari closes out the show and heads everybody into the weekend. And also, 
excited about a little feature that we're going to do today, Raiders over-unders. And this is basically coming from an article that was on The Athletic by Vic Tafer and Deshaun Reed, and they went through all these different categories when it came to the Raiders, and they picked the over-under. So we're going to do the same thing. We're going to do the Raiders offense at 3 o'clock, and we'll do the Raiders defense at 4 o'clock. So if we did both, it'd be a very long segment, and we don't want to do that, right? So, and, and we want to get your feedback as well. So we'll do offense at 3, and we'll, we'll take texts, we'll take calls, whatever like that. If, you, if your ideas are different than mine, if your ideas are different than Ari's, that's great, right? Feedback is always great, and then defense will do at 4 o'clock. So that should be a lot of fun. And, again, if you want to check out the article that uh, Vic Tafer and Tashawn Reed put out in The Athletic, it's a really good one about the over-unders, and it's just really breaking down the whole team as it stands right now. It's called Raiders Over-Unders, predicting stat lines for Josh Jacobs, Jimmy Garoppolo, and a whole lot more. So that's coming up, like I said, 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock, and in the meantime, in between time, we want to hear from you as well at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword R&R. As I'm standing up here in the studio queue, I looked up at the TV and realized TCU plays Colorado tomorrow. So Colorado's got a lot of uh, attention with uh, Coach Prime time, right? What's he going to be able to do? Now, look, TCU is about a 20-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. They're going to beat the brakes off Colorado. Like, let's not get it twisted. But everybody will be watching, including myself, because we want to see what Coach Prime looks like, not at Jackson State, but at Colorado, with all the transfers he brought in, and he brought in a bunch of them, right? What did he say? I'm bringing my own luggage, and it's Louie. Okay, well, let's see it, right? I mean, you, you could talk the talk, but now you got to walk the walk, so there's going to be a lot of pressure on him, but not really at the same time, because you know it's not going to get done overnight. So I guess everyone needs to temper their expectations, but I'll still be curious to see what primetime looks like as a coach at Colorado. And look, that's half the reason to hire him. Because now you're going to get eyes on the program where was anybody watching Colorado before? Like, no disrespect to Mike Pritchard, right? Big uh, Colorado alum, I get that. But last time people were paying attention to Colorado, Mike Pritchard was scoring touchdowns for him. <laughs> Pretty much, right? And, and, again, that's no disrespect, no slight, but that's just what, the, what the, the program has gone to. And so there will be a lot of folks paying attention. All eyes will be on Colorado just to see what's going on with Prime. So, you know, even if he doesn't win games immediately, getting the attention to the program – is a big deal. So I know I got a little sidetracked there, but with college football this weekend, uh, something that I'm getting pretty fired up and excited about. So got a lot to get to on today's show. You know we're going to hear from you throughout the course of the show as well, 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Paul Gutierrez from ESPN at 2.30, Tyler Dragon from USA Today at 3.30, and Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com at 4.30. With all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. And before I get into any question that I have, any topic I want to bring to the table, already got some feedback on the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. So go ahead and jump into this one real quick. This is from our friend Sir Whiskey Ray. Happy Friday on this red polo shirt day, gentlemen. Oh, yes, it's time to bust out the red polo on this Labor Day weekend. It's an exciting time of year now with our Raiders getting ready for the regular season. I wish the two of you a safe and relaxation weekend uh, as well as Raider Nation. Cue him on my way to L.A. with my 10-year-old stepson for Messi's arrival versus LAFC. He's got no idea, and I can't wait to see his expression as we walk into Sunday's game. Just wanted to chime in, and we'll catch bits of today's show as I'm traveling. Ari, it's time to let loose at the pool party on the Strip. Make us proud, brother. That's Sir Whiskey Ray. Hey, great, great text, but I have a question. I have one question, and I, and I realized it as I'm reading the text. If he's on his way to L.A., is he listening right now? Because I just read the text 
that said that they're going to go see Messi. And he said his son has no idea. So does his son have an idea now? Ooh. <laughs> like, did I just ruin the surprise? He texted it, so no, it's I don't. No, I, look, hey, I don't look, man. I I done told people that there ain't no Santa Claus on the radio, so I, I've already lived <laughs> that one down. So, and if you believe there's Santa, never, never mind. You didn't hear that either. I'll but, it. <laughs> I've done that. I've done the Easter Bunny thing. I've done the Two Fairy thing. I've been that guy. I spoiled everybody's life, but it's all good. I just want to know: Did I just ruin <laughs> the? I, did I ruin the surprise? Well, if he didn't hear it the first time, he certainly knows now. <laughs> nah, I mean, well, yeah, I'll I guess so. Well, maybe he didn't know. Maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't know Sir Whiskey Ray's that like that's his name. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe yeah, he thinks that someone about... else is traveling to LA and he has no idea for what. Could be. <laughs> and he just happens to be a big time Raider fan. I don't know. Yeah, you know. I just thought I'd throw it out there. As far as my part of it, I cannot let loose on a pool party. The weather's just not gonna permit. So unfortunately, as much as I want to ball out of control and party with you, just have to take it light. Man. Wait, wait for the weather to pass. It's reason, not my fault. <laughs> reason or excuse. excuse? That sounds like a whole lot of excuses. <laughs> you know is. the pool is warm. There ain't a pool in this area that's not warm. You have till 4.45 to, to think if that's a reason or excuse. No, I we're, don't. We're I, that's that an excuse. That's a straight-up excuse. <laughs> All that's right. A, that's a fact. Yeah. All, All right. right. I, I invite Ari everywhere, and I always get the Heisman. He hits me with the Heisman. He hits me with the Desmond Howard. Nope. Sorry, Q. I'm going to be responsible and go do something. Like what? I don't know. Anything. Just not hang out with you. But it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. That's okay, Mike. That's okay. We'll Should get it. Back. We'll get it. We'll get okay. it right in time. I'll get it. <laughs> I'll get it. Not I'm, you. I'm one for like 10, I think. Something yeah. like that. So. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. But thank you, Sir Whiskey Ray, for that uh, text. I do appreciate you. Make sure you're safe out there on the roads. And hopefully I didn't ruin your son's uh, you know, a surprise to go see Messi in L.A. Just saying. Hopefully that did not happen. But. If it did, we'll have a good time anyway. Let's go ahead and jump into these topics that I have for you. With the final weekend uh, before Raiders football, what does your overall gut feeling tell you about this upcoming season? Like, I mean, it's all, you know, the, 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 the hay is in the barn now, right? I mean, all the work is done. And I know there's still some tinkering that can be done to the roster. But for the most part, you know what it is. You know what it is. You know who the quarterback is. You know that Josh Jacobs is there. You know what the defense looks like. You know who's playing on the defense. You know what the O-line looks like. Right? For the most part, you know everything that's going on. So what does your gut feeling tell you about this upcoming season? We talked about surprises yesterday. We talked about surprises and disappointments yesterday. So now just overall gut feeling, how do you feel about this Raiders upcoming season? Where do you think they slide in? Right? Are they a team that shocks everyone? It goes from, you know, being, being a third-place team to a first-place team. I'm, what, what, do you, what, what is your gut feeling? Just whatever it is. I don't want to influence anything. You tell me how you feel this season is going to go for the silver and black based off the knowledge that you have. And then also, side note, it is Labor Day weekend. So how do you occupy your last weekend before Raiders football returns? Because it's the last one. I mentioned it before. If you got chores to do, if the wife wants you to do something around the house, you better get it done now, right? Get it done this weekend because if not, you know what it is when, when football's back. You wake up early. And then you watch football, and then you watch some more football, and then you watch some more football, and then the day's done, right? So anything, any kind of projects that you may need to get done, you got to get done this weekend. So what is on the agenda for you this Labor Day weekend? How are you going to spend it? We already know Sir Whiskey Ray is headed to L.A. to go see Messi with his son, even though his son doesn't know. So that's cool. That's how he's spending his, uh, his last weekend before uh, the NFL season gets going and Raiders football gets going. But I want to hear from you. How do you occupy your last weekend? 
It's the last weekend you got to worry about having no Raiders football. It is officially back next Sunday against the Denver Broncos on the road. So how do you occupy it? And then what's your overall gut feeling tell you about this upcoming season? 702-365-9200 and also the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Squad to those phone lines and talk to our guy, Raider Tone. Tony Tone, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q, man. What's up, man? I always enjoy the work you guys do for all the fans. You guys Appreciate give it. so much information. And you laid it all out. O-line, we know on the D-line. I think, I think besides my gut feeling, is to really see if uh, Tyree um, is, is legit. I mean, I'm thinking hopefully uh, four to five sacks. I'll, I'll take that. But my gut feeling is, is I'm betting that in the house. I'm betting nine wins. Um I'm saying is we still we still a game. Uh, we got to beat you. Got to beat the Jets or the Giants. I think those are going to be tough games to win, even though they're both at home. Um, but my gut feeling is nine, pushing ten, okay. and sneaking in as a wild card, and and sacking Mahomes, sacking Justin Herbert, and and knocking the Broncos out twice. Uh, Q, you have okay. a good weekend, brother. All right, hey you too, man. Be safe out there. Good stuff. Good stuff. Nine. Nine, ten wins, knocking out the Broncos twice. You know what? It would be great to knock out the Broncos twice. And this is why I say that. It would be nice to knock out, you know, any, any team that you got to play twice, right? The Chargers, uh, Broncos, Chiefs, whatever the case may be. It would be great to do that, but especially with the Broncos because, well, one, the Raiders have dominated the Broncos. And two, Denver wanted the Raiders. Like, they, they called them out. Remember that old school game that we used to play at recess? Um, uh, what was it? Red Rover? Red Rover, Red Rover called Ari right over. And I would call out Ari because I knew he wasn't worth the salt. Get so I'm like, school. oh, I'll call, I'll call him over because he's going to get, you know, he's done. You ain't going to win this one. But that's what they did. They called out the Raiders. Like, okay, hey, NFL, give us them week one. So I would love for the Raiders to just go, go to their house and thump them. Thump them week one and say, okay, that's what you wanted. You got that smoke. And then close out the season and say, oh, remember you wanted, you wanted the Raiders week one? Here, let, let us thump you into the offseason. That would be awesome. The way that the schedule's set up where they play the first week of the year and the final week of the year, I would love to see the Raiders thump them twice. Here, welcome to, welcome to Denver, uh, Sean Payton. Take this. And, oh, hey, Russell Wilson, Denver, here, kick rocks to the offseason. I would love that. I know that's petty. I get it. But I don't mind being petty today. <laughs> I don't mind being that guy. I'll be petty. Petty is okay. That would be that would just be awesome to see because I know Sean Payton. That would drive him nuts. It would drive him crazy. And by that time, the end of the season, who knows? Russell Wilson might not even be playing. It might be the it might be the Jared Stidham show for all we know by then. But that's neither here nor there. The first thing they got to worry about is September 10th, which is the first week in Denver next Sunday. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Let's go out to the 916 Raider Greg representing that Sacramento. What's up, Greg? What's going on, Q, my brother? How you doing? Ah, blessed, man. I'm blessed. How you doing? Man, doing good, man. You was talking about uh, Labor. I want to tell you happy Labor Day weekend. And uh, me and the family on a road trip. Got the wife and daughter with me. We on our way to Colorado Springs. So nice. I'm heading into en- enemy territory with the Raiders on. But uh, I'm going to be relaxing, man, enjoying this vacation before we get this season started, man. I'm fired up. And uh just want to tell you and the family to have a good one, man. Go Raiders. Hey, thank you, Raider Greg. Great call, man. You guys be safe out there on that road and enjoy it, really. And that's why I threw that question out there. Enjoy your last weekend before football. We all know how the football season goes. As much as I love this, 
it becomes stressful at times, right? <laughs> Especially with the Raiders. They know how to make it stressful at times. So, yeah, enjoy the final weekend with your family. Enjoy what you can. You know, soak it in. It's a it's an extended weekend. Yeah, man, that's that's a good one, man. Enjoy your time. And, and like I said, most importantly, be safe out there on the road. There's a lot of crazy folks out there, a lot crazier than me. So you definitely got to be careful when you're out there. Uh, let's go out to the East Bay. Let's talk to our friend Josh. Josh, welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind? Hey, Q. First time, long time. Or, yeah, first time, long time. Uh, Appreciate gonna, you, brother. Going to spend my weekend doing the honeydew list. Like you <laughs> said, you got to check some things off before you check out for until February. Uh, mentally, that is. Yeah. I got us. I got us at eleven wins, maybe twelve. Uh, that's maybe me after a couple, a couple beers. Uh, <laughs> but eleven. I got us losing one to each in the division. We're gonna split the division, and I got us losing to the Jets, Minnesota of all teams, and maybe Buffalo. Other than that, I, th- I think we could win every other game, and I, I, with consistency, I expect us to. So have a great holiday weekend. Take care. Hey, man, great call. Great call. Get them honeydews done. And, man, there you go. I mean, he's talking about 11 wins. That's that's lofty expectations. That's high expectations coming off a six-win season. But, you know, if you break it down and, and you start with splitting the division, which is something that you should always at least aim to do that, right? Split the division. I always see a split with the Chargers. I, I always feel very comfortable saying that the Raiders are going to split with the Chargers. The Broncos, as of late, the Raiders have owned. I think it will be a little bit different this year. I think Sean Payton will coach them up a little bit better. But – Having the first win in Denver, you come away with that victory, I think that you should be able to win at home against Denver. So that that could be a sweep. I just hate to, like, claim a sweep. You know, I, I hate to be the guy that just, oh, it's going to happen. There's gonna Because sweeps are hard. And then Kansas City is the wild card. You just don't know. I think the Raiders should have won last year in week five, but that was last year. What are they going to do this year? Right? I mean, we, we talked to J.T. O'Sullivan, the quarterback uh, from the quarterback school yesterday on the show. First of all, fantastic conversation. But the one thing that still resonates with me, what he said, is the red zone and what it takes to, to be successful in the red zone as a quarterback. And, and the fact that that's something that Jimmy G does really well. Teams like Kansas City, you, you, have, to, you have to cash in. You can't settle for a field goal. If you settle for a field goal, Mahomes is on the sideline laughing. Ha! 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 They got three? They got three and they ain't going to take me three plays to score, right? That's, that's their mentality. If you only score three against Kansas City, that's a victory. So that's why that, that conversation with JT from yesterday really resonates in my head because the red zone is where they've got to be super successful at this year, especially against teams like the Kansas City Chiefs. Thanks so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Got a couple quick texts that we'll get to. How about Mailman Raider? Q, usually I'm like Gangster Raider, and it's a 17-0 season, Super Bowl bound. But this year I'm just going to wait until week one, and if that's a dub, then we're Super Bowl or bust, LOL. And I ain't doing squat this weekend, but save my money because I'm going to lose it all betting on NFL games when the season is actually here. What I can appreciate about that text, besides the fact that he texted us, and thank you, Mailman Raider, for that, is the honesty. (laughs) The honesty is fantastic, right? My man said, I ain't doing squat this weekend. I'm saving my money. I'm going to lose it all when I'm betting, so... The hell with it. I ain't going nowhere. I ain't doing nothing. I'm just going to sit at the house, chill, relax, probably watch some college football, but I ain't doing nothing. And then, you know, he says, hey, my expectations are nothing until after I see what happens week one. They get a dub on week one, then the team's going 17-0 and going to the Super Bowl. I think that, that that's so important, though. Honestly, I mean, we're not talking about 17-0 in the Super Bowls, but honestly, they win that week one game, man. That is so, in my opinion, so important just to get off on a, on a, on a good start. On, on the right foot, right? Because there's nothing worse than losing that first game and then wondering when that first win is going to come, right? 
I mean, because that's, that's how it was last year. They lose that first game in L.A. against the Chargers, a game that without all the turnovers and confusion on offense, like Darren Waller and Devontae Adams running in the same part of the end zone. Devontae was actually out of the end zone, and Darren Waller's like right in front of him. Just spacing was terrible, turnovers. There was a lot of things that went into the, the Raiders losing that game against the Chargers. After they lose that, it's like, okay, well, maybe they'll win next week against Arizona at home. And then all of a sudden, Arizona's a loss, and it's like, uh-oh. All right, so when's the, when's the win going to come? There's nothing worse than waiting for that first win. You got to get one before you can get two, right? We're talking about, we're talking about you know, how many wins you think they're, they're, they're going to they're gonna get this year. Well, it would be great to start off 1-0. You start out 1-0, man, you're, you're, you're probably, you're probably in, in feeling pretty good about yourself. But you lose that first game, especially if you lose it in bad fashion, then all of a sudden you start seeing guys, especially young guys, that could maybe question themselves. Like if a Jacorian Bennett gets gets burned for a big touchdown, all of a sudden it may be a you know maybe a little bit of wait hold on you know this is what I'm supposed to do wait I'm trusting my technique aren't I and it might may a little bit of doubt may start to creep in but that that first win that first game I think it's very important to get that first win so uh, yeah that's that's a good one mailman I like that one more text and then we'll take a break Jordan Utah County I'm gonna be relaxing with the family and watching Formula One. My gut feeling tells me the Raiders will improve and make it to the playoffs. I think the Raiders' offense will be prolific with a scheme fit at QB and an upgrade at right guard and the addition of Jacoby Myers. I'm calling the Raiders with a, will be top five offense. That's from uh, Jordan in Utah County. And I don't know where they're going to rank. I just know whatever they do offensively, the defense is going to have to complement them. The defense is going to have to complement them. They're, they're not going to be a team, and I don't think, that, you know, Jimmy G is going to out, out, you know, shoot Patrick Mahomes and outshoot Justin Herbert and, and just have, you know, just uh, have a shootout each and every week, and you're going to win more, more of those than you're not. I don't, I don't see that happening. The defense is going to have to be improved. It's going to have to be able to make plays. It's going to have to be able to go in there with a minute something left and say, you know what, we got this. Don't worry. We're about to get, the, we're about to get this dub. We got it. And, and, and go out there and actually execute. They're going to have to do that. I know a lot of people, including myself, think the offense could be really good. But I think that this team goes, I said it yesterday, as the defense goes. If the defense is, is better, and I think much better, to be honest, than what they've been the last couple of years, they have a chance. They've got to be better on defense. And it's not necessarily shutting teams out. It's creating turnovers. It's causing teams to kick field goals as opposed to getting touchdowns all the time. So that's just me. 69187, keyword r Final weekend before Raiders football. What does your overall gut feeling tell you about the upcoming season? And it's Labor Day weekend. How do you occupy your last weekend before Raiders football returns? 69187, keyword r Paul Gutierrez from ESPN. He joins the show next. It's Raiders Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas-area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. You hear that sound right there? It must mean UNLV. Something UNLV is happening right there. 
little UNLV fight song coming back here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. My man Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. We like to call it Studio Q. And join us now on the phone lines from ESPN is our good friend Paul Gutierrez. And, Paul, appreciate your time as always. Before we get into anything Raiders, man, I got to ask, how's your son doing at UNLV? I mean, it's, it's, he's a freshman, so it's a different ball game now. Yeah, different ball game. He's in the dorms, and uh, you know he's living that life. So first week <laughs> of school is in is in the in the can, so to speak. The the rebels open at home this weekend. So yeah, I I think he's enjoying it. I mean, he's got a different experience than I did. I transferred in as a junior, so I never lived in the dorms. So he's going straight from high school into the dorms and and uh, enjoying that life. So so we'll see how that turns out for him. But yeah, really excited for him and proud of him. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, there's no doubt, man. That is exciting. I remember when my son went away to college, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> That's what's going on yeah. now. <laughs> that that just means Paul, we're getting older. <laughs> <laughs> older and better. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. I forgot the better part. Yeah. We're getting older, but we're getting better <laughs> as well. So there you go. Paul Gutierrez joins us here on Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. Unnecessary roughness. So, Paul, the roster is set for the most part. There's still some tweaking that's going on, but all in all, you know what it looks like. We all know what it looks like. How do you think this team stacks up as far as talent compared to what they had last year? Well, I think if nothing else, it, it, it looks better because there's the experience there. They they know there's there's no mystery here. They they all are now familiar with the scheme, so to speak, and and now it's just a matter of implementing what the vision is onto the field. Now, um, you know what does that talent mean? Does it translate? You know, they made some additions this off season, especially on the veteran, and and I like the mix of of the veterans and the new guys. The mm-hmm. fact that for the second year in a row, I believe. Uh, every draft pick made that initial 53-man roster. So we'll see what that means going forward. It means to me that that they see the kind of player they want, and that's the kind of player they're going to have on the roster going forward. So, what, what you know, it's hard to say what it looks like until they actually start playing games and what, whether they win games or lose games. But for here and now, it seems like they're way ahead in the book. Uh, not, you know, we always talk about being on the same page, but they're further along in this book than they were at this point a year ago. And, and for now, you know, the Raiders, I'm sure, will take that as a W. You know, and that was something that we saw on, what, the first day of training camp when they were already doing yeah. special teams drill. We were standing next to each other. You're like, wow, this seems like this is further along than it was last year. And that's always the goal is, is to be further along as, as you go along. And, and I'm not trying to be a poet or anything here, but, <laughs> but you know, that's, that's what, they're, it's, what the goal is, right, is just to kind of not only be on the same page but be further along. And you're right. When we were sitting there that first day of camp, it just seemed like things were going faster. It seemed like – they were more in sync. Uh, again, how does that translate with right. a brutal, brutal schedule to open the season for the three of the first four on the road against some tough opponents? We'll see. But right now, as Mark Davis himself says, they're undefeated. So yeah. we'll see how that translates again going forward. You know, I think that if everything you know stays healthy and everyone is relatively healthy on offense, I think the offense is going to be fine. Matter of fact, I think the offense is going to be good. I think that this team is going to like go as their defense goes. Did they make enough additions on that defensive side of the ball to you know to be a lot better than what we saw last season? They made enough additions, Q, to be more of a gambling type uh, aspect to to be more of a team that needs to get the takeaways, force mm-hmm. turnovers by getting veterans like Marcus Etz, by getting veterans like Marcus Peters to add to what was already a strength on an often bad defense, the pass rush. Um, you know, the pass rush helps the, helps the coverage. The coverage yeah. helps the pass rush. They added just enough pieces to make them a little more dynamic, I believe. So, again, what does that look like? We're going to find out soon enough, but 
I don't know if you can necessarily say better at this point, other than just on paper it looks better because you've right. got guys out there that have done it in Marcus Peters and Marcus Epps. And, you know, I, I keep saying the same thing that every question. I'm sorry for saying it, but it just, we'll see how it translates because, yeah, I do think that the defense looks better because it's going to allow them to take more chances. And we saw that during one of the practices where Marcus Peters jumped in front, he jumped a route and he got the interception. Then the next, next play, he jumped the route and got burned. That's right. the Marcus Peters' experience. That's what this defense is kind of be built upon, um, getting home, getting takeaways, forcing turnovers. They look like they have, in my opinion, you know, some of the rookies, especially on the defensive side, that are going to be pretty big contributors or should be. They're going to rely on them to be pretty big contributors. Obviously, one is Tyree Wilson. We saw his debut on Saturday against the Cowboys. Uh, what do you th- how do you think that Patrick Graham really uses him? It, it seems like it's a potential of being up and down the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and, and you saw that just in, in his uh, 12 snaps at Dallas, all right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was up. The, the, the one play that, that, uh, that uh, you know, caught my eye, and I'm sure everybody was talking about, was when he bull rushed the, 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 the tackle. Mm-hmm. He just basically put him in the quarterback's lap, but it looked like he was more concerned with winning the rep than getting the tackle, as Matt Millen said on the broadcast. Yeah. It's good to beat the tackle, but you also got to make the tackle. So in, when you're looking at it from that aspect, it, it's almost like he's got a new toy. But it's also a toy that's coming off major foot surgery, too. So you've got to be careful the way you bring him in. And if, if there's one thing you can really say about this organization is the way that they handle the, the, the feet problems, the foot problems of both Jimmy Garoppolo and Tyree Wilson to get them kind of up and running literally to a certain degree here. So we'll see how they use him. I know that if he, when he gets to 100%, that's going to be an awfully big tool that they can use on pass rushing downs because I, I, I still imagine that they, Patrick Graham sees a, uh, a line where he could put Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, and Tyree Wilson out there, and good luck trying to block one of those guys, if not all three. I've said that so many times that I do think at some point, I'm not saying it's going to happen immediately, but I do think at some point you're going to see that out there, and that's going to be something to pay attention to. How about Ja'Cory and Bennett? Uh, he's a guy that I expect to be starting day one as long as he's healthy against Denver. And I think that they're going to target him a bunch. I think that they're going to see what the rookie's got. He looks the part in training camp and, and, and the small preseason action that we saw him in. But, again, it's looking the part in preseason and training camp. How does he look to you? He looks as he looks better than advertised because when I saw him physically, he looked a lot bigger than I, than I imagined he would being a rookie. And with the, you know, kind of the, the – cornerbacks that the Raiders have drafted in, in recent years, be it Garyon Conley, be it uh, whoever else, they, they were smaller cornerbacks that they were bringing in. This guy is big, he's physical, and like we talked before, uh, you know, he was, he was fluid but physical, right? And, and you get out there and, and we'll see exactly what, what teams are going to do when they test him. But, yeah, I, I'm with you, Q. I, I think he does is a starter from day one, and then we'll go from there. And uh, Same thing. He's, he's kind of leaning on Marcus Peters across the way to kind of figure it out. Teams are going to try to stay away from Marcus Peters anyway. Yeah. If you got a rookie on the other side, yeah, you're definitely going to get your baptism by fire that way in the NFL. So we'll see what Russell Wilson has up his sleeves when we go up to, to Denver. But, yeah, it's, that's, that's exciting to see a rookie, if he does indeed win that starting cornerback job, because that's been an Achilles heel for the Raiders for a very, very long time. Paul Gutierrez from ESPN is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Flipping over to the offensive side of things, Josh Jacobs is back. Uh, he was talking to the media the other day. You guys were there, and he says he has no hard feelings. He's ready to get to work. What's the, what's the expectations for the workload week one? <laughs> As he said, and I can't even say it on the radio, right, with the, the shoe, we're here. So <laughs> right. He's saying, he's saying, you know what, bygones be bygones, he's ready to do it. 
I don't know how somebody can have no training camp whatsoever and come in and have 30, 30 touches a game. I just right. don't see that happening. Then again, there's a lot of things that we've seen Josh Jacobs do that, that kind of left, left us last year just scratching our head the way that he was able to run through the season. Um, obviously, they're going to find out what his body is going to be willing to do in that opener. I would think that they're going to have to, and, and again, I've used this phrase with Josh McDaniels a couple times, and he's kind of correct me. I'm like, are you going to ease him in? You're going to bring him yeah. in slowly? They don't like to use that phrase. They like to say, we're going to bring him in at the right pace. So by your definition, is it slowly? Is it at the right pace? Is it at uh, a certain amount of reps? They're going to find that out based on how his body reacts to practice heading into Denver. I would expect him to start. I would expect him to do some things. But again, you and I being of a certain vintage of an NFL fan, <laughs> right. I go back to 1985 with Eric Dickerson when he missed all the training camp and he came in. He just wasn't right. You know, and then you look at Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I did a story last week that kind of showed his numbers, and he was a very slow starter when he first came back uh, in 2017 before he sat out the entire next season. Uh, but it only took him like three or four games, three games to get going, and then he was off to the races. So we'll see exactly. Josh Jacobs is just a, a different cat. He's, he's built us something different. Um, you know, he, he didn't answer the question of point blank when I asked him how many touches he thinks he could have in that opener. He just said he's going to do whatever um, the program has him doing. Well, with that being said, what do you think the program has for Zamir White this upcoming year? It's year two. He's got to have some kind of burn, right? You would imagine so. Uh, but, again, you go back to what Josh McDaniel said early in camp where it was kind of surprising, right, when he mm-hmm. said, um, you know, last year he was surprised by the productivity of the one back because in New England for all those years he was always used to just running back by committee. So then he went with the hot hand, Josh Jacobs. And, and when he was talking about the coming into this year, if and whenever Josh Jacobs showed up, he didn't see himself changing from that philosophy of last year. And like, whoa, wait a minute. I guess, I guess you know, that's going to be the same deal again. But when it comes to Zamir White, you know, he got some, he got some burn in the preseason. Um, I think Jermaine Illuminor probably put it best when he said, you know, Josh can either juke you or run you over. Zamir will just run you over. So that, you know, I don't know what the shelf life is on a running back like that anymore. Right. But, uh, it, it, you know, at least they bring a couple different skill sets to the table. Yeah, and what I saw from Zamir in, in preseason, and I don't want to be overcritical of preseason, I saw hot and cold. I saw moments where I thought, yeah. okay, he looks good. And then I saw other moments where I was like, yeah, I don't know. You know, that was an ankle tackle that he went down pretty easily. I don't know how yeah. much I, – I don't know what to expect from him. I think he's the big unknown, really. Well, and that's – I mean, when you're, only, when you're only getting 70 yards and 17 carries for an entire season, I believe <laughs> is what he had last year. That, that's what you're going to get, right? You don't know. And, and until you get him into a real game where – where guys are, you know, frontline starters, and uh, you, you, you just don't know. So right. depending upon what Josh Davis can do, we're going to see. And maybe it will be a change of pace that will actually work in the Raiders' favor. So, right. again, one of those things where you just got to kind of sit back. And, and Josh Jacobs' body is going to going to really define what this looks like early in the season anyway. And I think he's going to go out there and try to play as much as possible. He just seems like that guy, or he is that guy, that never wants to come yeah. off the field. Well, Paul, we'll close out with this. Aiden O'Connell, I know you asked the question to Coach McDaniels earlier in the week, you know, who's the, the backup quarterback, who's the third string? He said he's not putting a number on it. Do you expect Aiden O'Connell to be the official number two at some point this season? At some point, yeah. I just don't know if it's going to be early because what if Jimmy does get hurt early in the season? Do you want to automatically go to the rookie, or do you would you feel safer with a veteran who's, who knows the system, who's been in the league now for a decade? Uh, I think early in the season it probably makes more sense to have Hoyer as the two and mm-hmm. and to designate uh, Aiden as the number three emergency guy. But but we'll see. Again, it's it's we're in that weird point of the season, right, where it's like everything's like, well, hurry up and wait. 
Um, to me, it makes more sense to have Hoyer as the number two to start the season simply because of the experience. How much does Hoyer help Aiden O'Connell even just learn? You know in the regular season, the third-string quarterback, hell, the backup quarterback doesn't get much attention. Exactly, and that's where there's going to be a lot of mental reps, and that's where, you know, when I asked Josh McDaniels that question, that's where he said is that once the season gets going, the starter takes 99.9% of the snaps anyway, so they're going to have to get keep each other ready and keep each other going. I mean, there's a reason we never saw Chase Garbers last year either, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Chase Garber's the practice squad king or whatever he was. He was that guy. But, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, Paul, great stuff as always, my man. What are you working on that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, I just did a, a quick little deep dive, or maybe even not that deep, but just a little bit of a jumped in the shallow end and kind of looked at what Tyree Wilson did in his debut. You know, this is a guy yeah. that spent the number seven overall pick on, and, and they got a lot of plans from him, obviously, but he's coming back from a pretty major foot foot injury and surgery and follow-up procedure. So just kind of rehashing a little bit what he did in Dallas and what it could possibly mean going forward. And, and again, the, the great quote to me was Matt Millen, it's good to beat the tackle, but you also got to make the tackle. Right. Yes, exactly. And he'll learn it. He'll learn it. But uh, it, it was an experience for him. But it was good to see. I think it gave Raider Nation a lot of hope of what he can do. Definitely. But he's got to go out Definitely. there and actually get it done. Well, Paul, thanks so much, man. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. It's the last one, man. It's the last one before football. Got any big plans or what you got going on? Hey, man, I'm just trying to exit. I'm going to do some Tai Chi just to kind of calm down a little bit. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Hey, man, you get your calm down on. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go full <laughs> throttle starting next week, my man. So definitely appreciate you. Me and Lil Penny going to do some Tai Chi. I'll talk to you. <laughs> All right, there he goes. My man Paul Gutierrez from ESPN. Fantastic job as always. Definitely going to check out that piece on Tyreek Hill that he's already put, or Tyreek Hill, Tyree Wilson. Tyree, I got old school stuck in my head. I'm calling, talking about Tyreek Hill. See? See how that is? All right, you got me having a complex now with the age and stuff. So there's that, but it's okay. But, no, uh, he put out a piece on Tyree Wilson, something to definitely go pay attention to and check out. 2.45 is the time. We'll take a quick break, come back. Got plenty of text that we'll get to, 69187, keyword R&R, and also 702-365-9200. It's the final weekend before Raiders football. What does your overall gut feeling tell you about the upcoming season? How do you occupy your last weekend before Raider football returns? Let us know about it. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. (laughs) Unbelievable. So that's that's just the... Everyone's rolling with that one right there, huh? That was a, a request from Snake Man the other day. And uh, matter of fact, he requested that on the morning tailgate, talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. And there you go. Now it's, I think, I believe that's the, that's the one. Is that we right? Did it either way. We're doing it here on unnecessary roughness. Yeah, that's right. the one. That is. That's what I thought. Okay, good. I, I saw that look on your face, and I was like, oh wait, am I am I quoting the wrong thing? No, that was Snake Man who called in and said that that was that was the Jimmy G song right there. Uh, so there's some uh, some Van Halen action. I'm not mad at that. Uh, good suggestion, Snake Man. That's that's good. I appreciate that. Uh, but we want to hear from you. 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Coming up at the top of the hour, not only will we take your calls and texts, but we've got Raiders over-under categories, and we'll talk all things offense coming up at 3 o'clock. And then at 4 o'clock, we'll talk all things defense. But in the meantime, in between time, we want to hear from you. Final weekend before Raiders football. What does your overall gut feeling tell you about this upcoming season? Then also, how do you occupy your last weekend before Raider football begins, right? Is it honeydews? Is it, you know, just sitting around the house chilling? 
Mailman Raider said he ain't going to go out and do anything. He's stacking his money because he's going to lose it all during the football season. So, you know, a lot of good stuff. Let us know about it. Again, 69187, keyword R&R. DC Raider from the Bay said, This weekend I have three fantasy football drafts, a dynasty draft on Saturday, golf tournament on Sunday morning with an ESPN draft right after, then a homemade league on Monday. As for the season, I truly believe we'll be battling it out with the Chiefs for first place. I'm going to say we 4-6 and six in the division, sweeping the Broncos. The main reason I believe this is because of our defense. I think we have so much depth and talent, especially on the defensive line, which is the motor for the defense. Our offense will be top five once again. Shout out to Raider Man, who just became a grandfather this morning. His son just had his baby girl. Hashtag life is a blessing. That's awesome. Congratulations. And, yeah, D.C. Raider, thanks for that text. We do appreciate you. And, man, you got a lot of fancy football. It's like he's Adam Hill. How many does Adam Hill have, like 17? <laughs> like 20? Yeah, he's always that's just that's just over the top. That's just too much. That just doesn't make any sense, right? I mean, you I and Adam is a busy dude, so it's not like he is just sitting around ain't got nothing to do. Adam stays busy. But to have that many fantasy football drafts and I don't know, I, I don't get involved in that stuff. The one time that I was I was forced to play fantasy football when I was at ESPN Central Texas where we had this brilliant forced. idea that we were going to we're going to play against our, our listeners and our audience. I was like the hell we are. I ain't doing it. So all I did is let him auto pick for me. And then I had some really good players. Like, I had Jamal Charles. That's how old it was. I had Jamal Charles on my team, and I think I had Derek Thomas. I don't know. I had some, I had some other Chiefs on the team, and this is how petty I was. My, my guy, Zach Burke, was like, hey, Q, I know you don't like the Chiefs. You want, uh, you want to trade those guys? I was like, yep. So I don't remember who I traded. I traded Jamal. <laughs> Jamal, uh, Jamal, yeah, was it Jamal. What's Jamal's last name again? Charles. Yeah, thank you. Jeez. I was, I was like, why am, I, why am I thinking of Jamal Lewis? Yeah, Jamal Charles. I traded him for, like, Basically, you know, a couple of nickels and a cupcake, right? It was like nothing. And and I never ever once, Ari, I couldn't tell you where I ended up in that in that fantasy football tournament. I couldn't tell you. I never once checked it. <laughs> Every week they're like, Q, how are you doing? I said, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> probably hey. doing I'm probably doing bad. <laughs> so they never ever 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 asked me to be a part of that again. So <laughs> it ain't for everybody. No, it sure ain't. I want nothing to do with it. And I man, yeah. I'm good. You can't put your personal feelings in either. Like, you have to be like, shoot, Patrick Mahomes, all right, I'll take him. It's just it's, how it is. It's just too much, And then you man. watch it's, him destroy your own team. It's just, like it, yeah. It's, yeah you see, get the that, points, so. That happened to me, too. That's another reason why I don't like fantasy football. That happened to me at the Coliseum. Uh, the Raiders were beating the brakes off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. matter of fact, this is the year after uh, the Raiders lost to Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, and, and uh, Gruden was still the, the head coach of Tampa Bay, and um, the Raiders were beating the brakes off. matter of fact, it wasn't maybe it wasn't the first year after. Anyway, Tim Brown was a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well, and he got his hundredth touchdown catch against the the Raiders in that game. But the Raiders beat them, and they beat them pretty pretty easily. But there was one dude, and I don't know who it was. There was a tight end on Tampa Bay late in the game. This catch, this guy catches the ball and picks up like I don't know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen yards, whatever the case may be. And some dude jumps up and is like, "Yeah, hell yeah, that's my guy!" And I look at him, I was like, "What are you cheering for?" Oh, he's on my fantasy team. I was like, man, you don't get the hell out of here with all that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm That's fantasy good. football in a nutshell, basically. Yeah, I was like, man, I'm That's good, man. And, and that if that if I ever had a thought that I was gonna play fantasy football, that moment right there told me, nah, bro. <laughs> nah, bro, that ain't for you. So no, nah, that wasn't what I was gonna do at all. But uh thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. One quick text from uh, Josh in the six one nine, longtime listener. I think we improved on both sides of the ball. If we just hold on the leads, I can see us having twelve to thirteen wins max. I see no way we lose more than eight games. Also, shout out Mailman Raider. I'm clocked in right now myself out here in the 619 trying to beat the heat. 
Glad to see more hardworking Raider fans. But, Q, I think we have all the talent. All we need is the coaching to step up, keep their foot on the gas, and we're winning games. We should win. Well, we'll talk about over-unders and a lot of things that have to do with Raider stats. We'll do it as we kick off hour number two of the show. It's Raider Nation Radio. 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.